And our punter, baby, Brian Anger. I wonder if Jake Elliott made the Pro Bowl. He's low-key been balling out. Famous last words. I can't wait for him to miss the game. Yeah, why can't. would you say that? Why would you say that? I, I, have, oh, I like Pro Bowl, like, you know. I'm recording this. Why would you say that? It looks Not like it was I, That is my bad. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds like versus Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Hey, idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Dude, is gone. No. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is- the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 96 of Birds vs. Boys. We are recording on Wednesday night, which means it is Victory Wednesday for Aiden and all of Philadelphia coming off their Tuesday win against the Washington football team. And it is Christmas week. Merry Christmas, Aiden. How are you? Merry Christmas. I'm fired up. I'm in such a good mood. I've been in a great mood all freaking day. This is awesome. What a win. What an experience. I had a great time. My my juice is at an all-time high. So as we know, since I am excited and I'm a Philadelphia fan, I would just like to take this time to apologize to Nick Sirianni. I got my hopes up and I got happy and that then he got COVID because that's how it goes. Going to be happy for so long. And if you are happy, you should be on red alert. That's the first rule. I didn't follow it, but I'm still in a good mood. I'm excited. I'm very fired up. I mean... Being in the building, how could you not be for a Tuesday night football on a Tuesday? Uh, Going up on a Tuesday. Listen, I told you, you asked me how I felt about the game last week when we did the show. And I said, when I step foot in that parking lot, I will know. I knew right away. I parked that car. I literally started talking to the kids next to me. I knew it. I walked in. So we walked. We got, we walked in at like 640, like Parked the car, got a good spot, which was the parking was as impossible as people were thinking. But Even I got though a good the Flyers spot. didn't play. What's that? Even though the Flyers didn't play. Thank God they didn't play. Yeah. That I was doing the math. I'm not good at math, but I was doing the math. I'm like, there's just not enough park spots yeah. for this to work. It's like the Titanic. There's just, there just was not enough lifeboats. There were not enough lifeboats to save the tailgate. <laughs> but so I'm we get there out in the parking lot for about 30 minutes walk in i walk in the gate the section's right there right at the gate the seats are right there on the aisle as i walk in so i can run out the steps and go to the bathroom or or go to the the concession stand and get the beer and i I walked in got in there on time the flags out on the field for the national anthem that was a win it was a win before it was a win by the time by the time my foot stepped in the seats it was a win it didn't matter we went down to nothing i never wavered the entire time can you can we give a little uh I guess shout out not shout out but a dig to uh scumbag CEO Joe trying to talk smack to you the whole time because he was in a suite for the game? Listen, I'm a man of the people. I was with the people. There was a fight next to me as God intended at Lincoln Financial Field, mm-hmm. and I watched a guy talk himself back into the stadium after punching someone in the face. And while that happened, the people above me, these girls from the club box, were looking down to see what was happening, spilt their beer all over the security guards. I was with the people. 
Oh, and that's uh, as a Philadelphia person, me and Dr. Oz, we were with the people last night. That's like I, I made fun of Joe because he's, you know, tweeting. There's not even sushi in the box. Meanwhile, he's in an end zone box. Although I said, I hope every play in this entire game happens on the opposite side of the field. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we are a team who runs for over 200 yards every game. Now we just annihilate people at the line, the scrimmage run it down their throat and win football games. Are you ho hum lunch pal lunch pal type football team now? We are a turkey sandwich mm-hmm. and a ham and cheese sandwich on wheat bread. We're not sushi in a box, you know? We're a hot dog at the concession stand team. We're not in a box eating sushi and have someone waiting on us. You're the hot we, dog that's on that's the last hot dog on the roller. That's just exactly. been rolling there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're proud of it. And I'm and proud of it. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of the run game, um, I would like to share something with you real quick. That... Real quick, technical notes, because I got, I like oh, yeah, I told you, up. I've been so fired up for this entire time. Um, yes, first of all, let's talk about this. Follow Burrs vs. Voice Pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Kevin did a great job last night, as I just mentioned with the run game. 175 plus yards in seven consecutive games. First team since the 1985 Bears uh, ever heard of them. They were good. So, yeah, let's follow in their footsteps. But the tweet did go viral. Very good job, Kevin. Almost at a million impressions. We're almost there. With a little help from our guy, E-Rock. Shout Speaking out. E-Rock, his right-hand man, Gail Saunders, will be on the show tonight from 4th and John. Uh, if you have, if you like the Eagles and you have social media accounts, I probably don't have to do the intro. You know who they are. 4th and John, the biggest tailgate scene. They have the podcast, the blog, everything. I probably, Kevin always says, like, no need, intro needed. Like, this time, legit, I don't think you need an intro. Yeah. I'll give one anyway, just because that's what I do. We'll spice it up when we get there. Just just a little bit. Um, And uh, I know you're very excited to talk about their very special guest that was at their tailgate as well. So I was just curious, but he didn't. He didn't cross my mind. I told, I, like I said, I walked in that stadium. It was a win. It was a win when we kicked the ball to the opponent. It was a win when we were down 10 nothing. It was a win when Sirianni chewed out Jalen Hurts, maybe gave him COVID. Who knows? But I, no, no, I didn't even think about him. <laughs> By the time I walked in the, the stadium, it was just great vibes in football as, as it intended. It, it all worked out in the end with the Tuesday thing. Yeah, I uh, I kind of felt the same way as you. I, I always feel like, even though I'm a Cowboys fan, I live close to Philadelphia. I listen to the media. Like I get a vibe for this team too. It was kind of like the NFC championship game, the year they won the Super Bowl against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Like you knew, you just knew that mm-hmm. Eagles team was winning that game and a yep. Tuesday night game that was moved. Um, not because of them, because of Washington, that the city was coming around them on Christmas week to go to a game at the link mm-hmm. on a Tuesday night. And Washington brought their own benches. Like it was just the perfect storm of Washington has no fucking shot to win this game. It felt like that. It you could it, there was a different level of energy in the building last night. It's one of those games where nobody was sitting down for about a quarter or so. Even when we were down ten nothing, half the sections were still standing up. It was like you're right. It was just one of those type of nights where you factor in everything that it was. We were pretty much given a primetime game given the circumstances and then like everybody's watching our game. Cause there's only two games going on and it's a Tuesday. So like you get almost like a, 
a half primetime game. So you're the spotlight. You're in the spotlight. You're coming off your bye week. You're playing a backup, backup quarterback in Garrett Gilbert. You're at home. You got screwed over by the league. That was just one. It was like, just go win. Just go win the game. Keep it simple. I think I said it last week. This is simple. You just win. And that's yep. what they did. And I felt, I think every all 65,000 people felt it. I have, uh, since you were in the building, um, I have a quick beef. You speak of Tuesday night, primetime games, two games on. So it was obviously the Eagles and Washington, and then the Rams and Seattle were on. So I'm getting myself hyped up. We got two NFL games on a Tuesday night. You know my basement setup. I had all three TVs set up. I had the mm-hmm. main one that was going to be the Eagles game. Second one was going to be Seattle and Rams. And I have the third one that for the uh, college bowl game that was on last night. Uh, both games were on Fox, and we only got one goddamn game. The NFL Network, you know that channel that's run by the <laughs> NFL that actually is stationed in SoFi Stadium where the Rams game was last night, I was replaying the Packers and the Ravens game. I get it that it's a thought that both of these were Fox games, but why don't you do something where in the Philadelphia market it's on Fox and the other games on NFL network and flip flop or Fox owns FS one. There you go. Put another one on FS one. I know I don't, it's gotta be some contractual thing, but also at the same time, you're right. Like just let's think about this. How do we make more money? And I know it's gotta be some contractual thing. Of course. That some rule that they but can't you have think, them all on. It's unfair. Like you're given primetime games. It's not supposed to be a primetime game. Well, yeah. I know the the Monday game, like it was on NFL Network because it was supposed to be on NFL Network yep. on Saturday. Yeah. But you're right. But you can make more money doing it that way. And give, give the people what they want. And speaking of that crew, never again. Should never. That was the worst broadcast. I will listen. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Akeem Talib. I will listen to Akeem Talib and Jason Witten. And uh, uh, what's the other guy? Booger all do a game together before I ever want to watch Mark Sanchez and whoever the hell the other guy was. It was god awful. Yeah, so I heard it, I heard it was rough. That made me glad that I was in the stadium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Since, since we're, we have for nobody expected us to be good, so we're not playing a lot of four o'clock Tony Romo games, Sunday Night Football, Al Michaels. So we've been getting like the bottom shelf announcers. Yep. Um. So yeah, I. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I'm just sitting there like, you know me, I'm locked into my spot and I'm so laser focused on what's going on. And some of these announcers will say something this year where I'm like, wait, what are they talking about? Like I I tune them out and then sometimes you just like creep into my brain. I'm like, wait, these guys are making no sense right now. It was, it was so, and, and Washington fans were all on Twitter and and one that I know was like, oh, we're definitely winning this game because we've had Mark Sanchez for three games and we won all three. And I'm like, if you have to stoop to that, you've already lost. We had Mark Sanchez on our team and won 10 games. So (laughs) we got a one up. He was on on all three of those teams. He was on our team. Yeah, you're right. On Washington. Wow. Yeah. Garrett Gilbert, former Cowboy. Shout Shout out to Garrett Gilbert, by the way. In literally on Sunday, bathing his daughter. And his wife walks in and was like, um, your phone just rang like 25 times. <laughs> and he walked in the room and it was Washington. They're like, oh, yeah, we just signed you off the practice squad. You got to get here now. And uh, you're probably going to start on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild, isn't it? He played he, well for. He didn't do like he did not do a bad job. And that's what 
going into the game, this game went exactly as I thought it was going to go. I didn't think we were going to kick the ball to our opponent on the first drive and then fumble on the second one, obviously. But all every time there's like a COVID outbreak team that's like playing with half their team and then half scrubs, they always fight to the end. Yep. And it's always the same game where it's like they keep it close, but they don't have enough firepower, obviously. But they go into this with the mindset we're supposed to lose. So we're just going to go balls to the wall and who cares? It yeah, goes I mean, like it was, that. It was 20 to 17 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. They, but it never out. felt like that. No, no, it didn't. I, as soon as it was 10 10, like when we came back and made it 10 10 before the half, you kind of knew um, that you had to be the team with the more gas going forward you know they were driving a hummer and we had a tesla yeah that was the gas mileage and you had to know that going in and it's like that for all these covid games like all these covid games none of them are blowouts like you never see a game where the team oh they have 20 guys on the on the covid list like they and then they lose 48 nothing like you never see that yeah you remember last year like the raven steelers game that was fought hard the other night browns almost won Yep. Um, last second field goal by the Raiders. It always goes like this. Shout out another another former uh, Eagles quarterback, Nick Mullins, almost pulling it out. Yeah. Yeah, for a second there. Yeah. Um, what was the atmosphere like when the crowd found out that that ball actually hit off Goddard's foot? So here's the hilarious thing. I saw it live, and I was I did the funniest thing you could do. I froze paralyzed with fear <laughs> and prayed that I was the only one alive who saw what happened. Cause it took such a weird bounce yeah, that it yeah. wasn't a bounce where like, you know, like if it hits the ground, it'll bounce weird, but it doesn't kick up like that. Yeah. So I just froze and just stood there like a scarecrow in the oh, middle of crops, hoping that no one saw what I saw. <laughs> and then did it before, like, did people start figuring it out? Did they show it on the screen or no? They did. Yeah. Okay. So they showed it on the screen and Washington sideline was going nuts. Like they knew yep. like their whole defense knew. Um, and then like they should have scored that play. And I knew exactly what was going to happen. They score oh, and then yeah. they cl- call it dead. And then Antonio Gibson scores and I'm playing against him in fantasy. Oh, I was like, I saw that coming three miles away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like you, you kind of knew like the way they were reacting, but then you had like the polar opposite effect on Devonte Smith's catch that we challenged. Also, Sirianni, 83% on challenges now this year. So he makes that catch on the sideline, and it looked good. It looked good, and you're like, maybe he didn't get that second foot down. They showed it on the replay board within milliseconds, and he had he dragged that second foot, and everyone's like, oh, my God. Yeah. It was like an immediate challenge. So it was like the polar opposite where everyone realized that it was an interception by Washington, and they re- everyone realized it was a catch by Devontae, and the place erupted. Yeah, it was pretty, it, and it, it's it's so fun when you're not there too watching, being on Twitter. I know you don't do that. I, I don't I don't do that during Cowboys games, but it's fun like last night's game and like seeing because we have the Birds vs Boys account. I can follow a lot of Philly people and like yeah. seeing people like don't ever throw it Greg Ward, and then like an hour later like never mind Greg Ward's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I saw this account. Um, I should have found the guy. I'm sorry. Uh, he'll, we'll get this to him. But he tweeted like in the first half, like I can't, I can't keep watching Jalen Hurts. He's not the guy. Whatever. And then he quote tweeted himself, and it just said, "Shut the fuck up." 
to himself. Oh, that's awesome. It was like a fantastic, just like Eagles, like mindset experience through the game. Oh, absolutely. All right. I know that you, uh, in a, in a little bit, you're going to want to talk to Gail a lot about this game. So do you, is that enough this game? You want to move forward to our upcoming games coming up before we get into the interview? Yeah, let's do it. Last night was great. Tuesday night football, once in a lifetime experience, probably. Um, great crowd atmosphere, great game atmosphere, positive vibes throughout the stadium. And as soon as you touch foot there, but it was a Tuesday game, mm-hmm. short week for us. And obviously big week for the Cowboys, considering some of these NFC teams are dropping like flies. Absolutely. Let's get into that. Let's get into the week ahead and the Dallas Cowboys. It seemed, you know, the show is called Birds vs. Boys. Um, seems like we just did 16 minutes of birds. So mind if we get a little boys in here? Let's do it. I'm sure you guys are on primetime. Well-deserved. I'm sure there's not any other marquee matchups this week that were more deserving of Sunday Night Football. Let's talk about it. I mean, the, the team with no name coming to Dallas with their own benches now. I mean, it's the bench. It's Benchgate. How could that not be Sunday Night Football? Uh, how insane is it that they start? Well, it's just like the most Washington football team ever. But like the one reporter like being like, oh, this is the most Dallas thing as it gets. They're bringing their own benches. And then it's like Washington's bringing their own benches to a, a stadium that has is a dome that has a retractable roof. And the only reason Dallas did this was because Seattle literally called and was like, yo, um, these benches blow. Dallas yeah, they're like, like they, the heat doesn't work. And then, but that you don't need heat on the bench in Dallas because you play inside. Do you think this is going to become a theme where everybody wants their own benches with their logo on it just as more marketing? Uh, yes. And also, I just think it's like when you, uh, there are like certain little things that you can get away with, like in the, um, in the NFL in terms of like competitive home advantage. Like, for instance, the way the stadium built at Lincoln Financial Field, the sun is always on the visiting sideline. Oh, yeah. Um, and just stuff like that. So I can see a situation where like the NFL teams, like the home team has better benches with more heat. So I can definitely see people flying in their own benches. I'm surprised. I'll be like, uh, you can't do this. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be like, it'll end up being some rule, but I I honestly, I'm kind of surprised someone hadn't thought of this before. No, I know. And Washington going literally to the same company that that out of Ohio that Dallas used. Yeah. It's just, it's so corny. It's, it's, it's such a Washington city. thing. Yeah. Um, but before, how do you feel about the game itself against this team? Before we get into the game, actually, I wanted to bring up something else to you. Your boy um, is getting absolutely hammered by Dallas media and fans. Dan Orlovsky. Me? Yeah. Dan Orlovsky, the clown. Dan Whoa. Clownlovsky is getting Why? crushed. Because he put out this tweet saying... How's he a clown? I love him. Uh, he's He's... He was, I liked him, but he's definitely teetering more towards that ESPN fucking Stephen A. Smith. No. Oh, yeah. No. His his hot takes. He's saying that the Cowboys run game is gone because of Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin. Oh, I saw that. I I saw you guys freaking out about that. I mean, it's just not true. He's, is he a better, is he a better blocker than than Schultz? Probably. But he's He's a wide receiver. He's not a stay in home blocker. He's not. And he's like, well, I did the hembo from, uh, I saw did that. Some, look at the stat difference, but he didn't put into effect, you know, Tyron Smith missing games, them putting Connor McGovern at left guard, who was a fucking disaster. Zeke hurting his knee. Like not all, none of this. It was just like, yeah, Blake Jarwin, they met. No. Okay. Dan Orschlowski, 
No. I, I, while we're on the subject of Cowboys Twitter, I wanted to bring this up because it is so funny. And it was just like the most like I felt this way with like Phillies fans when we were in like 2010. But um, oh, Vince has it. That the Dallas Cowboys miss Blake Jarwin so much as a blocker in the in the run game. Look at our guy in there first. And Jeff Kavanaugh was arguing with him. Yeah. This one's a miss. Ah, I hate when my parents fight. <laughs> Maybe Blake Bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. All right. So what were you? All right, so Cowboys fans, now you guys are on my timeline because once we have these guests on, then I follow them, and then we're friends. And obviously on Birds vs. Boys account, I see them as well. You guys on Sunday complained for three straight hours about the Cowboys, and then the day ended, the Cardinals lost to the worst team in the league, the Buccaneers didn't score a single point, and both of their best wide receivers got hurt. And you guys ended up the two seed. And you just spent the whole freaking day complaining, and then everything possible that could go your way went your way. It's happening. <laughs> you won by double digits. It's happening. The one seed lost to the worst team in the league, and Tom Brady, the goat of all time, scored zero points and lost all of his weapons. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the Rams won, which was a good thing also for Dallas because they need as many people at you know ten and four as possible. But I, I don't know. I wasn't complaining all day. I wasn't complaining about the defense. The defense was, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence looked like an animal. Uh, Micah Parsons is playing cornerback. Diggs gets another interception. Jordan Lewis gets an interception. Malik Hooker gets his first interception. The defense balled out. It's the offense where we we've got we've got the problem. It's a problem, maybe. Uh, well, how do you feel going into this week? I know Washington's I a little know. bit banged up. I don't know how much they're going to be back. Their defensive line seems to be back enough. How do you feel? But now it seems that Humphreys, their one linebacker, was put on the COVID list today on Wednesday. Um, their other linebacker, uh, uh, Davis, the rookie, Dame, um, right, Jamin Davis, mm-hmm. He's he's got a banged up shoulder. We don't know about Collins. He got injured in the Eagles game. Um, And he was a do not practice designation today. So I I don't know what to expect. Um, But the Dallas offense needs to figure out this shell defense that they keep talking about. And they've been talking about since the Denver game. They just keep saying, well, teams are playing us differently. Well, teams are playing us differently. Well, teams are okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, isn't that every sport ever? I don't like, like if you only hit fastballs, they're going to throw you curveballs. Like that's the, all of sports. I, I They're like, you know, well, they're taking away the deep throw. Okay. You have two of the best receivers in the league that are slant runners and Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. I don't that's, understand that seat. Well, that's where, where you would like say to yourself, all right, are we a Super Bowl contender or not? And I, I do think that they are, but like the chiefs were going through that same problem where they're like, we can't have these explosive plays because no one will give it to us. Like they're under no circumstances. Will they let it happen? And they've like completely just redone their offense. That game on Thursday was awesome, by the way. Yep. Um, that felt like a playoff game, which I didn't think was possible for a chargers home game, but it was, but they've like figured that out. And it's like, now it's the Cowboys turn. Like, are you going to figure this out? Did you notice by the way, in that game, we're both big, I think. Derwin James fans and Herbert guys and the Chargers. Oh, we love the Chargers. I have another team who's my team who's not my team, by the way. Derwin James, who's an animal, mm-hmm. was all over Kelsey. Kelsey was doing nothing. Derwin James goes out of the game and Kelsey blows up the game. It's yeah. amazing how little, like, Derwin James is a baller. One guy. 
Yeah. And you know what? The thing with the Chiefs is like there, there's been so much talk about them all year, you know, like, is there something wrong? Are they broken? Is Mahomes broken? Is the defense really this bad? Now the defense is carrying them. And then when push came to shove and the division was on the line and you're on the road against the best team in your division with the playoffs implications, the big three went to work. Yep. Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyree Kale all balled out, all yep. had amazing nights. And at, in that overtime, they're like, all right, get out of the way. We're taking over. You know, it was need. wild. That's what you need. Yep. And that's what Dallas needs, right? Mm -hmm. They have this big three at wide receiver and a $40 million quarterback and a $50 million, $40 million a year quarterback, $50 million running back. Kellen Moore needs to figure it out. At the beginning of the season, it was, you know, boy genius. And he's got all of these, you know, fancy plays and this and that. And he's going to be the next head coach in the NFL. And, you know, now – Cowboys fans are like, we don't even know if we want him back as offensive coordinator next year. Yeah. It's amazing how the pendulum can swing so quickly. In this oh, league. especially this year with the 17-game season and and also just how rapid reaction can be with social media age. Like, week to week, you're like, okay, this guy's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay, I never want this guy on my team ever again. It's <laughs> That's how it is. You, you wanted Kellen Moore to be the head coach and Mike yeah. McCarthy to go away. And now wow. you're like, Kellen Moore, like, you got to figure this out, man. So uh, I was hearing Brian Broadus was saying that Kellen Moore is showing to be a very good play creator, but he's not an offensive coordinator, great offensive coordinator. Like he can make up mm-hmm. these great plays, but he doesn't have like, okay, like that thing he he knows that he can always go back to if things aren't working, if that makes sense, like his and, system. And I also think there's like a feel to the game aspect yeah. with people uh, for, for coordinators when you're calling plays. Maybe he just doesn't like have that feel that's necessary. And, and the other interesting, I saw a stat that um, I forget who pulled it up, but so Dak, especially this past weekend, has been he has the ability to audible out at the line, like all great quarterbacks, you know, do. And he he's been checking out a lot. The kill, 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 kill. The other day, he even said, "Eat salami, eat salami." I don't know what that was, but um, he. Hungry. He checked out of 12 plays, and the checkouts went for a total of 23 yards. See, that's interesting, and I wonder if it's like they go to the line. Remember Peyton Manning used to do this where they would go to the line and there'd be two plays, and then he would tell you the play once he saw the defense. I wonder if it's something like that. Where so they're it's going, not Kellen Moore. Maybe it's more Dak. I was about to say, maybe, maybe Kellen Moore is saying you either do this or you do this, and you choose when you see the defense. And then to your point, maybe it is Dak. And at what point does Kellen Moore say, okay, here is the play that we are going to run? Yes. Just one. This is what I see fit. When do they make that little switch? Exactly. If that is what's going on. And we don't, and we don't know. So, and the other thing is with Dak is teams in the beginning of the season were blitzing the Cowboys a lot. And he mm-hmm. was the best quarterback when blitzed. He knew where to go when the blitzer came. Now teams aren't blitzing. They're staying back. They're playing that cover too. They're playing that shell, which is scaring me because it, like, can Dak not read the defense? Is he not figuring out where the ball should go when somebody's not coming at him? That is the, <laughs> honestly, yeah, that is the big thing. Right. And with that contract, they're going to put more and more responsibility on his plate. Like we just talked about, maybe possibly having multiple plays when they get up to the line of scrimmage and stuff like that. That could be it. 
Yeah, maybe I, just not reading right. And back to the Chiefs, that's what they were doing. They were like uh, the other teams just wouldn't blitz them. They were like, all right, here's what it is. Yep. But they they seem to figure it out. So now it's on Dak to kind of figure it out too. And honestly, like since his rookie year, he's been able to lean on the running game. And we touched on this last week. It's like watching Zeke. Like he's limping half the time. Literally. And they just keep saying, no, he's good. Full participant of practice. He's fine. Which that is the scary part. It's like, if this is fine, this what? is not what we no. <laughs> had before. And walls, like running backs hit walls quite quickly. We, this is nothing new. We're not breaking any news. It's like, you're just like, if this is, I'd almost rather him have like a bad knee. Cause it's like, all right, that's yeah. why not like, oh no, he's fine. He just looks like this now. Yeah. This is just him. Yeah, this is Zeke now. Yeah, I, he didn't I mean, play a poor game on on Sunday. Oh, he has that like overall touchdown. It's just yeah, he just he like lumbers. He looks like a, he's a fullback now. He's not. And then you know you see you know Zeke for two, Zeke for one, Zeke for negative one, and then Power gets the ball and just the explosion that he had. Like it's just it's unbelievable. Like they have to know, right? Pollard's like their best running back right now. In uh, the problem with him, then he's got the foot thing too. So, and he, but he looked great. Yeah, true. He just got that burst. I'm sure when you get down to the nitty gritty, and your season's on the line. Say, say you are in the second round of playoffs, and it, it, honestly, you could be playing Tampa Bay second round of the playoffs. Yeah. And you get down to it, you might just be like, "Listen, this is a 60-40 Pollard thing now because our season's online. I don't care." I think Zeke needs to be like a pet. He's a he's still one of the best blocking uh running backs in the league so pass pro but at the same yeah. time teams aren't blitzing yeah so that was a bad example because the pro. last last time that was a bad example by me last time you guys played the box they threw it 60 times so yeah, literally and <laughs> any other team if you had to run the ball probably go with Pollard. i but you can throw it to power out of the backfield but my hope is they have two straight home games to kind of get this offense back on track they're a different team at home um that's also a big reason why um, trying to get that one seed would be massive, not only because they're a great team at home, but I want nothing to do with going to Lambeau in mm-hmm. December and January. Oh, my God, no. No, God, no, at all. So I'm hoping against Washington and then against this, we don't know what we're getting, um, Arizona team, two straight weeks in a row at home. Hopefully they can they can get things going. Um, we don't know about Tyron Smith yet at left tackle. They're saying he looks Way better than he did last week, but I would still not probably count on him playing this week. I think they're trying to get him back for the Arizona game. He was the only player on the 53 that was not active at practice on Wednesday. Um, Osa Odigizua is back at the facility um, coming off COVID. Tristan Hill is still in COVID protocol, so not back yet. And the Cowboys, I don't know if you heard about this, they went, um, they went full virtual this week on their own that Mike McCarthy didn't want to mess around. They're doing all meetings virtual and then uh, practices in the building. Yeah. I mean, that's probably smart at this point. I'm surprised. Like, well, a lot of teams have been forced into it. So a lot of teams have been doing it. I'm sure the Eagles are going to have to do that now with, you know, it's never one guy, you know? Yep. Like we were talking, me and my friends were talking about that when Dickerson got the COVID and it's never one guy. And then two more offensive linemen got it. So it's smart to go all virtual. You know, I mean, they he he said his press conference today. They actually had like professors from North Texas come in in the off season, help the coaches, you know, get very proficient in uh, teaching virtually, 
And he said the platform now is just is phenomenal. They can do almost anything and everything they need to in their um, in their meeting. So, I mean, why not do it that way? I'm just envisioning Mike McCarthy sitting in front of the computer with a professor just being like, and what's this little orange fox do if I click on him? Where does that take me? <laughs> oh, God. What do I? Oh. And then they, they, oh, the they, internet. they all break for lunch and then come back to the computer. Mike was the only one that was in the room. And he, they're like, all right, let's start the computer back up. And it's just just straight porn. He's like, all right. No <laughs> yeah, you can't figure out how to get back on. It was control alt. And what's the last one? <laughs> Cap lock. <laughs> everything I write, it looks like I'm yelling. My wife is yelling at me that I emailed her because everything was large letters. I don't know what happened. Uh, sir, there's a little green button on the caps lock right there. Kellen Moore pulls the scene from Office when uh, when Ryan Howard lets Creed do the blog and it's just a Microsoft Office thing. That's what they do with Mike McCarthy. All right, Mike, what plays do you want to run? Put it in your blog. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's me with the, with the offense, the defense, obviously. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I was so excited for a defense. I mean, this defensive line, Neville Gallimore looks, he's a monster. He's a complete monster. Um, watching tank tank Lawrence had, I think a top five game in his career the other day, punching mm-hmm. that ball out from that. Was, you know, I can't believe that was Saquon Barkley's first ever lost fumble in the NFL. I mean, he's played. You know, he's missed like forty-seven games. He he really doesn't fumble. It, Three fumbles I, in his career. Only that was his first one he's ever lost. He's got got to get him somewhere else. We got to get. Him. We talked about this like eight weeks ago, so we don't have to do it. But, but yeah, you're right. Demarcus Lawrence has had a phenomenal game, just dominated. And it's almost like that's the the good thing for the Cowboys. It seems like every week they rotate, and someone having like a career game. Yeah, you know. Yep. Between like, him, Micah, and Randy Gregory. And even Dorrance Armstrong, Carlos Watkins, they were down um, Tristan Hill and Osa last week. And Carlos Watkins stepped up, defensive tackle, played awesome. I mean, watching watching Randy Gregory on one side, Mike on the other side, and them kicking Tank Lawrence inside, and he's playing D-tackle. It's just they can throw so much at an offense um, that, you know, this kind of defense where it's murder season on the quarterback and then – hawk the ball i mean that's going to be able to travel in the playoffs i i 100 agree because you look at the uh quarterbacks in the uh nfc like on the opposite side you got josh allen who runs around mahomes can make plays with his legs herbert's got, can run he's got those long legs too even joe burrow lamar i can't believe i forgot him yep. the uh the quarterbacks on the nfc are statues <laughs> besides Kyler Murray. I want besides Kyler Murray. You got Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and he can run around a little bit. Stafford. Then I was gonna say Stafford. It's like a bunch of just like statue guys. Yeah. So that's exactly what they. I mean, we saw Tampa's Tampa's beatable, um, especially now. I mean, I don't. They get they're getting AB back, and Evans hopefully comes back with a hamstring. But <sighs> I don't see a receiver on that team that's going to be able to do what godwin does for them and no i i want that. i want godwin so badly on the eagles and i hope this is our break with with this injury i just think um i think he's one of probably the most underrated receiver in the league in terms of just being like steady and dependable runs routes the right way yep. gets open catches the ball does everything right 
You know, I, I, I do agree. I think that is a huge loss um, for them. They, they expect to get Fournette back and Mike Evans back, but you're right. That is a, that, I think that's going to be a really detrimental loss. It is. So hopefully Dallas gets this offense back, keeps the defense rolling on Sunday night against Washington. I mean, I haven't, let me see. I haven't checked the, the line lately. Let me see what I, I'm guessing out. I'm going to I'm going to do the pardon my take whose line is it anyway. I'm guessing four and a half Cowboys. Four and a half? Four I think well, I guess probably higher cuz I don't know the status of half of Washington's team. It's 11. Maybe, maybe it's 11? I think it was I think Dallas was a Dallas was like a 6 Dallas was a four and a half point favorite at Washington. Uh, is Gil is Heineke playing or Gilbert? They don't that, know yet. They, oh well, Heineke. yeah. See that? Okay. Well, even if Heineke plays, why. he stinks. He's he's better than Garrett Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. Dallas uh, eleven point favorite as of right now. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking of Washington as like a full team, but if it's like half the team, I mean, Philly did cover the nine and a half last night, so yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and this does say Cole Holcomb is out. Um, he's got COVID. I, and then I heard, um, Brandon Sheriff has COVID they're, uh, all pro, but I had heard he's unvaccinated. I don't know if that's true or not. If he is, then he will be out 10 days, but not sure about that. But yeah, I mean, they're still going to be banged up, but Hey, it's only Wednesday. We don't know these, this is day by day. So Dallas could, you know, God forbid, you don't know. (laughs) It's tough to run a podcast, by the time we put this out, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's gonna have COVID. That was the yeah. Anybody, yeah. Sirianni, like cat got it two hours before we started recording. Who, That's who why knows? Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys brass has put out a, a note to all the players that their families need to stay home this Christmas. They don't want any family flying in. Yep, yep. When, and, I feel like we're going back to masks on the sideline real soon. Well, we don't have to do this. I, no, we're not. I want to talk about happy things, man. I'm yep. on. I'm on positive vibes only. The guy who delivered my food at lunch today had he had the uh, Michael Kendricks Eagles jersey on. Gave me a go birds when he handed me the food. Fantastic. The city is alive again. The energy here is strong for the Eagles. I want to talk about happy stuff, man. That's what I was thinking of. I want to talk about happy stuff, man. <laughs> um, and speaking of happy stuff, yeah, I think Dallas wins this game um, against Washington. Hopefully they win it handily. Hopefully we can get back on this offense scoring over 30 points a game and uh, and gear up for that huge, huge Arizona game the week, uh, the week after. So, yep. I agree with you. I think the Cowboys win. I unfortunately have to root for them because I think uh, another Washington loss would be the final nail in the coffin for them as someone competing with them for the seven seed. That'd be fantastic. Looking and a, ahead. And a Dallas win wins the division as well. Well, there you go. I don't care about that part, but for my selfish purposes, I hope they win. <laughs> for you, congrats. Merry Christmas. Here's the division as your gift. Looking ahead, I am worried. We'll talk about this next week. I'd be worried if I was a Cowboys fan. I think the Cardinals are about to get punched in their freaking mouth on Christmas. Carson Wentz playing on Christmas. Come on. Come on, baby. On the Lord's birthday. Come on. But then I think the Cardinals are going to be in desperate save our season mode. By the time they play the Cowboys, that's going to be an interesting one. I believe the Kyler thing. Every time he shows up at AT AT&T Stadium, he's never lost. He's never lost there. High school, college, mm -hmm. Big Twelve championship, balled out. Yep, he says that's that's his his stadium. We'll see. 
I I can kind of just like see how this trajectory is. Going. All good things must come to an end. No, we'll see. I'm I'm just like I don't know. I yeah. No, I I unfortunately agree with you on that one. Yeah. Yep. If we gambled on our teams, we'd be we'd be so rich this year. Oh. We have a good gauge of like what's our squads. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right. That's all I got. You got anything uh, Eagles wise before we get into the interview? I was going to say we'll touch on a lot of it with Gail, so I don't really have much to get into. Um, here's a quick analysis for you. Don't do what you did last week or two weeks ago against the Giants. <laughs> it only scores seven points. Um, we'll we'll touch on it with Gail about the run game, but I just think that they have such great balance right now that that's the key. Play to your strengths. Play to what's been working. Had over 200 yards rushing and passing against Washington. I think you try to do some of the same. And then yep. you even have balance in the backfield where the majority of the work goes to Miles Sanders. Um, the Jordan Howard comes in and just picks up six yards at least every time he touches it and then falls forward for two more. And then uh, utilizing Gainwell out of the backfield for that extra. So now you've got like lightning thunder and then I don't even know what you want to call Kenny Gainwell. Flash flood. You know, because he's so fast. Uh-huh. So just utilize that balance like you have been don't turn the ball over you saw that was a depleted washington team the only reason they had a chance is because you gave them good field with the turnovers you're going to run into a similar situation with the giants that's a team that's been uh, incapable of running the ball of epic and historical proportions to score touchdowns so don't give them short fields make them have to go 75 yards again and again and again with either mike glennon or Jake Fromm. So and they we'll won't see. be able to do it. Yeah. So just if it's, you win the turnover battle, you, I think you'll be fine because your strengths outweigh their strengths. And that's exactly why Mike McCarthy was getting some um, snubbed a little bit, but he made the decision at the end of the half on Sunday where it was, you know, they got it down to, I think, like the seven yard line and there was eight, nine seconds left. And instead of calling the timeout running a play, he let it roll down to three seconds and kick the field goal to make it 15 to three. And he basically said, yeah, I wasn't afraid of them scoring points. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to get the three. It wasn't, he didn't want a chance getting sacked or anything like that. Just give me the three, get me to halftime. Yeah. Go, go in with, with points. And um, like the chargers probably should have done on Thursday, mm-hmm. just get the points. And then um, analytics, baby. Uh, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, the, the Giants, the, the touchdown um, situation and the lack thereof has been well documented. So just keep that going. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. Well, like I said, I don't have much because we're going to get into it with Gail right now. So Gail Saunders of 4th and John, kind of the head honcho over there at 4th and John. They uh, they have the podcast, which is huge. They've got the blog as well. And then obviously they host the biggest tailgate in the Eagles tailgate lots. So without further ado, here he is, Gail Saunders, presented by Stateside Vodka. Easy enough. Going to Super Bowl, guys. <laughs> here we go. All right, Aiden. We are now joined by a legend in the Philadelphia sports media game, I think you could say. He's the co-founder of Fourth and John. And if you call yourself a Philly sports fan and you don't follow Fourth and John or you haven't been to the tailgates, me, even as a Cowboys fan, I don't even think you really are a Philly fan. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Eagles Sessions. It's the one and only Gail Saunders. Gail, what's going on? Thanks for hopping on on Christmas. Hey, man. Week. Appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, hey, man. Don't throw the L word out there. I'm just a regular dude, just like just like anyone else out here, just loving the Eagles. But, uh, hey, man, I, I, I'm, a, I'm in the festive spirit. We got a W. I'm feeling great about the birds. And, hey, I mean, it's we're, we could limp into the playoffs. 
I said the I said the p word. Mm-hmm. I think you should. I think you should. Let's do it. Let's throw it around. Um, Let's get started. I mean, I was about to say the path is there. I can't believe I'm saying that after uh, after what we went through in probably September or October. But the path to the playoffs is there. Let's start before we get into the game because I know we're going to talk a lot about that. Let's start with the tailgate first. We had unique a little situation, if you want to call it, with the Tuesday tailgate. So how did it stack up versus the normal tailgates that you guys have? Um, did it work out better because, you know, we had more daylight primetime hours and we had like a primetime game or a little bit weird because a lot of people had to work. It's a Tuesday work week. How did the Tuesday tailgate stack up for you guys? It was it was a weird one because like pre uh, tailgate, everyone's always like asking you questions on where to be, where to go. Where to, we were doing a toy drive as well. And shout out to um, 97.5. They, they gave us a plug. So people were asking where they could donate, bring toys and then. We're usually in lot G. All of a sudden, Wells Fargo decides to, um, you know, shut that down. Like, yep. if you're not an Eagles fan, if you're not a Flyers fan, you can't tailgate mm-hmm. here. You're gonna have to show your tickets. Then the game gets canceled, and then everyone's like, "Are you moving back to lot G?" I'm like, "No, we just paid. We're parking. I'm underneath a tree right now. We have a seven foot tree under a tree. It's a perfect spot. You know, you know the uh, football gods looked out for us. So we had a nice little spot to uh, tailgate." Uh, a lot of people showed up, and uh, we had a really good time. We we teamed up with um, uh, the Goofy Gators and America Kick. America Kick. Uh, we were getting uh, toys for kids with um, autism and special needs. So awesome. great cause, uh, great time. And then um, uh, randomly, uh, Doctor Oz showed up to our tailgate. Yep, which was like, uh, <laughs> and then people uh, were felt a certain certain type of way about him being. He, his tailgate was right next to us. His people sh- showed up to our tailgate and were like, can we get a cheesesteak? Uh, and we give cheesesteaks to everyone. Yep. And then they want to take a picture. So it's like, like sitting, you know, we put out the chant and then people were like, it is what it is. You know, like, you know, how people are on social media, oh, yeah. you know, they, they'll say anything. Um, but obviously we were there to tailgate and it was for the kids and we had a good time. And overall the Eagles won. So that's the most, those are the two most important things here. Bottom line, for sure. That actually, the Dr. Oz thing was going to be one of my questions, like how he ended up there. Like, did he text you guys like, hey, no, I'm about it, to slide through with the boys. <laughs> no, like, no, it's like showed up. Like we've had so many random, like we have Randy Moss randomly show up, Charles Wood, like you name it. Just people, just Kyle Brandt, like just Mike yeah. Scott tried to roll through and then he got jumped by some Ooh. other Eagle fans who we got blamed for t- at that one point, when Mike Scott got jumped, they were like, Fourth and God, Fourth and John fans jumped. I'm like, no, get out of here. Like, Social no. media is a, a weird no. place, but um, I can't wait till it. one of those uh commercials on TV for his campaign pops up and it's just you guys doing the Eagles chant. And then he's gonna be like, I'm Dr. Oz and I approve that message. <laughs> Vote for me. And he was <laughs> literally there for, for five minutes. <laughs> In five minutes. And we tailgated, we got there at 11 30. I got their gates open at 12 and we stayed there till 6:45 so 5 minutes of a Dr. Oz turned into drama on the timeline. That's all it takes. That's, That's all, all it takes. takes that one quick thing. Hey, <laughs> we we do hey we we do uh, accept cowboy fans and like you know people are like you know eagle fans are like it's we accept anyone. I, I got to say, too, I will, you know, I've said this before, I think, Aiden, on this podcast. I've been to the link, I think, for five Cowboys games, and I've never 
ever had an issue. And I always tell fans that go into the stadium as an opposing, it's all how you do it yourself. If you are acting a fool and jumping around and cheering like an idiot, and yeah, you're going to have some problems. But I always, like I wore a sign, my wife wore a sign like with idiot one time that pointed at me. And like, people make fun of me and I'll be like, I know, a real everybody one, by the way. has their flaws. This is just mine. And I make, you got to make fun of yourself and have fun with it. And then you have fun. If you're an idiot and a Cowboys fan, like we damn boys. Yeah, you should get a fucking snowball thrown in your face. <laughs> we, we had a, we had a uh, Washington fan. We had a Chase Young jersey on. He, first score. They score a touchdown. He turns around, like with the "Are you not entertained?" like to the whole section, and the whole the whole time it was like his father was like, "Would you relax? We're gonna get our asses beat." Like, so everyone's monitoring this kid. Like, it, like they're like, he does it again. Well, we're all we're all rolling him. <laughs> but it is what it is. You, you know the rules. You know what you're going into. You know it's a Thunderdome. You got to treat it as so. All right. So you mentioned the P word playoffs, and obviously there's three games left. Dallas is sitting at 10 and four. They have Washington, Arizona, and Philly left. Eagles are seven and seven with the Giants, Washington, and Dallas left. So, I mean, Aiden, I think you and I have mentioned this before a couple weeks ago, but are we on a collision course for a first round playoff matchup? Could be. Could be. <laughs> uh, you, you need to say that with more bass in your voice. Are we? Uh, Aiden? Could- I think so. Like, I'm looking at the path and I'm like, <laughs> seven seed, like, could be. Like, yeah. Honestly, the only thing I think would mess it up more, the Cowboys still have a chance at the one seed, but also like they, they, it could be anywhere between one and four. Mm-hmm. So like their seeding might be the only thing that messes it up. I'm more confident. Like I know our path; it's seven or bust. <laughs> My thing is, it's uh, you know, like the, the way they're set up to like the teams that they're playing. It's like you're playing. Washington with I mean you're playing Washington with probably probably Heineke by then but it, it's Heineke um you're playing uh Mike Glennon with the Giants yeah or is it Jake, is it Jake from did he get this they, I know he got they haven't announced yet but if they don't start Jake from these last three games that just shows you what a failure this organization is you need to see what you have in the kid you're not going anywhere else what is Mike Glennon is six and 24 all time in starts did you see yeah. that? Uh, I forget who put that put a put out a meme of like how much money he's made and yes. they used his neck. That was pretty. I forget who. I think it was Bet GM or something like that. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, he got paid by uh, Tampa. That was just, oh god. Chicago. No, I just think the way that it's set up is like, you know, if, if the Cowboys aren't willing to play their starters last week, that's a good opportunity to get a W. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, you, you got to be as an Eagle fan, you got to be a a Rams fan, and if they're playing the Packers as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rams this week, I mean, and then they follow up with the Packers. And they play the Bears again. So if yeah. we can get one or two L's in that 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 arena, we're that's and it's and it's funny to say, like you know, all these Eagle fans throughout the whole season when you mentioned playoffs are like you know laugh like if the team gets hot at the right time, it's all about gelling. Obviously, we're running the ball. Really well, Eagle fans can pat their own backs because been we've been we've been asking. Uh, so we put out if a they run the ball, do what they do. Eagles fans bullied the Eagles into this run game. <laughs> hey, it's it's your strength. Like you talk about identity, we we were asking what their identity was, and about in the midseason they finally kicked it in. You're like, you know, this is who we are. Uh, you're talking about a. A quarterback in Jalen Hurts with 10 rushing touchdowns. It's the most by an Eagles quarterback. Like, 
flow. Like I grew up watching Randall Cunningham. Like that's that's you know it, it is one thing where you t- they talk about his passing, but there's another element to his game. You know, put up 1,300 yards rushing at Oklahoma. Like that's part of his game. It's not like um, you know if he, he can refine getting through his uh, his reads and it's it's all about two to three. You know, like one to two. I'm you know. We know we can do that if you can get to that third read successfully, and that's where that's where you win with Jalen. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you do, well, obviously you're going to play the Cowboys Week 18, and then possibly in the playoffs. But if you are facing this Cowboys team, and this is the last Cowboys question. What scares you more as an opponent right now? This offense, which to me has been struggling, or is it for once this Cowboys defense? Uh, let me see. I. I I'd have to say, I mean, your skilled players do, you know, if they're all healthy at the same time, that's a tough task to, I mean, those are three quality wide receivers. I mean, CD Lamb is a, he's a route God. And then Zeke is Zeke. And then, you know, the X factor is Tony Pollard. Um, yep. But overall, you know, the defense, like we, you know, as, as an Eagle uh, podcast, uh, we, we know what the defense was like last year. And we were like, all right, well, one of these days when they get their defense together, well, they got their defense together. Got a, a guy, Micah Parsons, Diggs is having his, you know, he's having a ball out year. I think overall, I think, you know, they brought in pieces. Um, your defensive coordinator is brought in guys who know the system. Yep. And if you're not inspired by the play of Micah Parsons and his versatility off the edge, and I mean, the stuff he's doing is like, you know, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying he's LT or what. Like yeah. how some people were anointing him, and, and uh, uh, yeah. but I'm saying the things that he's doing are the, that's raw. He's not even a refined pass rusher, and he's doing what he's doing. Or he, him blitzing up the a gap, like he he can do. Or putting <laughs> putting him at quarterback if you need him. Yeah. He can do all that. Did you see him at cornerback last week on Galladay? I mean, that was unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I pre-draft I was like, you know, I, I love him on the field. He's great, great. He's a superstar. Off the field, I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're getting. Like, I don't, I don't know him personally, but, uh, but hey, man, it, and, and Eagle. Then, then it got to the point where Eagle fans were like, we should have drafted him. He would have never got him if the Cowboys knew yep. you were going to draft him. Okay, so like, we can put that to bed. Amen. I keep so saying defense. That. You can say defense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, back to Jalen Hurts for a second. You brought him up and just the importance of getting to his second and third read. I thought last night he improved as the game went along, which seems to be like a microcosm of his season. Um, where is your confidence level with him at as these games, as we get towards the playoff, they're going to be tighter. It's going to come down to his arm. What's your confidence level in him? I mean, obviously a lot of Eagle fans, those first couple drives are like, oh, he's a little rusty. You know, then you'd have the occasional Minshew stand sitting five seats away or like two seats away, like, hey, one more drive. It's Minshew Mania time. Like, <laughs> it, it was more about, to me, he was rusty. You know, give him, give him, give him a couple drives. And then he, and he got, got into his groove, right? whether it's um, the coach yelling at him to put two hands on the ball or whatever. Like, he got into his groove. Uh, there's that movie, Stella got his groove back. There's Jalen got his groove back. And he did what he did. And this, some of the throws that he threw with anticipation that you like, you like that kind of that back shoulder fade to, to, to Ward, um, you know, him checking, checking off on a, uh, 
a play and it was a screen. Uh, he saw the uh, the pressure um, pre-snap, and uh, I, I, that's what you like to see. That's the development. I, I, even his, yeah, I believe his QB coach made a mention made mention of like you know his his feet and his eyes becoming a marriage, and that's where you're seeing the development. And that's where we want him want him to you know not be jumpy early in the season. He had he had the little bunnies. Um, he had the little heel click. You know, it's so. I mean, obviously, us Eagle fans have been paying attention to all the small things, and oh, yeah. you know, hey, the way he's thrown with the anticipation, you love it. I just want to see that um, marriage between him and Devontae get even stronger because Devontae, whew, route god, mm-hmm. young, young route god, he's but toe tap swag, you can't teach that. That toe tap was incredible last night. Oh. It just it felt like a catch live, and then you saw the replay, and you're like, I can't believe he pulled that off. <laughs> I'm sitting in my seat. I'm like, he caught that. Everyone's like, what? I was like, I guarantee you, toe drag swag. And then the the slow mo, the yeah. camera, and then he saw the one foot, and then when he when he got the second toe in there, the collectively the stadium was like, ah. <laughs> so I mean, it was a it was a good vibe, man. I just just. But there's a there's another weird vibe that was going on in the stadium. I don't know if did you guys go to the game yesterday. I did. Yeah, yeah, I went to the game. Did, I mean, Eagle Eagle uh, fans do boo the team, mm-hmm. but I've never. I don't think I've ever seen them boo our, one of our own players every time their name was called. So every time Jalen Rager's name was just called, like yeah. Jalen Rager back to receive the punt, boo. Like I, I that's so when you when players were like. Don't boo them. I think that's what they were alluding to. Cause that to me, I'm sitting like, yo, this is this is weird right now. Cause I don't yeah. I've been in the stadium a lot and I haven't seen that kind of direction. I'm like, the more he he's not even doing anything. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Cause I you probably go to a lot more games than I do. So I was like, has this been like a common trend or theme with him? But and he's just getting booed all the time. But it was literally like he hadn't even had a chance to do something positive or negative. He went back for the first punt, and it was a loud boo. And then I was like, is it as loud as I think? And then my friends were texting me that I didn't even ask. They, like, brought it up. They were like, yeah, you can hear the boos for Reger on mm-hmm. TV. So I think that's why we're having the booing discussion again. But, all right, that, that was a weird vibe. I'm glad you brought it up. I went back to the playback, and you could hear the boos, but you don't really – see where it's directed but it's mm-hmm. very light but in, in the stadium it was loud and it was and i was like i'm looking at player i'm looking at fans and i'm like okay you're booing jalen right now and he just you know for nothing he, yep. then he catches that screen you know and no one like hardly anyone was cheering right. so i look at my my homie i'm like dude could you cheer for him for this play because he just made a nice play you might want to cheer for him and he looks at me he's like i'm like well, i'm like what are we doing here is that simply because his name's not Justin Jefferson? So the guy sitting next to me is just like Justin Jefferson. He'll never live it down. Oh, God. Never live it down. It's not his fault. <laughs> I was exactly. like, bro, just, uh, what, what are you gonna do? Was, yeah, Fans are in their, the issue. In their head. It's like we can't boo the guy who's truly responsible because he's not on the field. It's not Regger's fault. Like you don't get to choose where you go and when you go. But <laughs> but it, it was odd. The ironic thing was he had a pretty solid game. Yeah, I mean, he did. I mean, there was the most yards he's had this – was that in his career? I'm not or sure. The season. It's got to be close, season. though. Yeah. yeah. And he did have more yards than Scary Terry. 
Yeah. He did have more yards than Scary Terry, guys. So. Yeah, I thought he I thought he played well. A few of those screens, you know, like that burst, which is what they wanted from him out of college. And then also the rundown on the fumble, you know, he yep. saved them at least which is big. yards of the hustle. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought all things considered, <laughs> it was one of his better games. Maybe maybe the booze uh fired him up. Uh, someone said that I saw it, read that on the time. Maybe the booze encouraged him to do that. It's bullying. It does work. Uh I then someone's like you know the the bullying worked for the Eagles. We we got them to run the ball. I'm like, I'm like, all right. Well, let's 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 get it together for this little playoff run. We get we, yeah, we need every yeah. man, every man's up, especially with the COVID situation with nope. Sirianni just going down. We have three offensive linemen. Raven Clark just got put on. Um, Andre Dillard, another fan favorite, and then uh, Landon Dickerson. I mean, yep. that's three. You know, you got backups and you have one of your starters. So overall, you, right? We need every man at this point. At this point, not against mm-hmm. the Giants, you know. Well, well, we'll see because that, that was actually going to be one of my next questions. All right, so Nick Sirianni test test positive today for for COVID. Um, I thought he called a pretty magnificent game last night. Didn't panic when we went down ten nothing. Um, there's kind of an asterisk with this now because we don't know if he'll be able to coach on Sunday. But what do you think he does differently? this time around against the giants from a play calling standpoint that changes from what was one of their most lackluster offensive performances last time we played the Giants. don't don't turn the ball over three times that would help you can go. i mean you look look at all the turnovers i mean then you look at i mean i went back to watch the you know the jalen hurts route where um quest kind of like quit on the route on that one uh and then the interception interception at the very end that yeah, it was just a very poor decision um, you know, the one that he was late on where it got picked off, but just bad decisions. And that, that's where, you know, I have my friends that are Giants fans. They're telling me, like, why did you guys stop running? Like, like that's our weakness. Like, that's the, the running game is their kryptonite. So let, let's dial up the run. I mean, I, I, at the end of the, at the, that game, he was injured. Like, mm-hmm. he, he run, ran a couple of nice QB counters. That nice little – he's taking some hits. You know, that ankle was banged up. But the part about Jalen Hurts that, you know, you could say what you want. He's a gamer. Like, at the end of the game, he put them in a position to win. He put the ball in receivers' hands. Uh, you know, we could, we, you could say Boston Scott was like, you know, he's that, that, that meme where he's hiding behind the wall because he, 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 he dropped that – he fumbled that ball and, and all the hate went to, towards Rager anyway. But Boston Scott did fumble the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. so, so there was a lot of – Greg Ward also dropped the touchdown. Let's not forget that. So, I mean, there's a lot of mistakes that were made. I think stick to who they are, running the football, and, uh, you know, they should be fine. I think they should be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's put up or shut up. It's really – it's it's a, essentially playoff football early, so every one of these games are important. So, Giants are starting Jalen Smith now. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will you take advantage of him coverage, hopefully? But God, yes, you better because mm-hmm. he can't. He can't. All right, last one for me. Obviously, the show's birds versus boys, Cowboys fan, Eagles fan. So we ask all of our uh, people from Philly that we have on, all the people from Dallas that we have on, what is your favorite Eagles-Cowboys game or moment all time? Mm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm trying, one of my favorites is uh, when we went on that Super Bowl run and we kicked the living. Mm-hmm. Like, I could tell – your fans knew at that moment they're like this team might go to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, 
you know, they, 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 you know, JJ, he got caught from behind, but I'm saying, I'm just saying they ran all over and then, you know, everybody was, was involved. It just look like, looked like a real, like, to me, I was like, man, this team is going to the Super Bowl. I was like, I was like, I ain't never seen this, this vibe ever. So, um, it was just a really good vibe and uh, that that season. So anytime you can beat the Cowboys at in their in their own stadium, yep. it's a good feeling. Yep. It's a good feeling. Great feeling. Great feeling. <laughs> Miserable vibes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'm hey, hey man, it's, it's been a role reversal for I think Eagle fans to watch you guys like get your shit together. Like mm-hmm. I, I, for you know, I'm I'm a real I'm a realist. Mm-hmm. Like hat tip to uh the scouting department yeah the scouting department has done a phenomenal job there's guys that going back to zach martin that was like please don't draft zach martin please oh you draft zach martin i'm like you know they're they made smart very smart choices even uh you got uh uh, schultz was my like sleeper tight end and i'm like people are like schultz i'm like here we are years later here schultz doing what I thought he would be. like you made a lot of really great choices um, and even in the yeah. uh the bargain department free agent wise get Malik Hooker's balling out right now interception this past week uh Jaron Curse has been a phenomenal at safety so yeah they've been doing it kind of piecing it together through the draft and uh the bargain hunting so hopefully Zeke happy. wants to uh, leave or something or that's fine. somebody that's he's, he's washed. Give it to Tony. I'm all about Tony Pollard, baby. Wow. Tony Zeke Pollard. Go no, I just he's hurt right now. It's the, the he's my fantasy back. Okay. I, I took him out uh last week and then he scores some touchdowns. Of course. That's what that I'm is about. that is the most fantasy football thing I've ever heard. Just keep it's him out like, of your lineup. You stick with the guy for six weeks because he's it's a dud and then the week you take him out, that's when he scores. I I, I still I still got to the next round. So that's there you go. Matters. Yeah. All that matters. <laughs> Aiden, you got anything left? I'm good. This was fun. All right. So, Gail, uh, let everybody know how they can follow you, where they can read the work, listen to the podcast, get the tailgate information. Uh, I'm at Eagle Sessions. Uh, you can find us at Force and John on all social media platforms. Uh, we do podcasts like one or two a week, trying to get to trying to get to two or three, trying to. Uh, you know, tail, tailgate prep is always uh, a crazy thing to do. Uh, so we, we're, we're tailgating um, – at away games, at home, game, home games, uh, we have home tailgate. Uh, should be big. I know we had Jennifer Slay, who who uh, was supposed to be at this last tail, tailgate. Her son got sick, so she wasn't able to make it. So hopefully, she makes it to the Giants tailgate. So that'll be that'll be great. The Slays have been awesome. They've been tremendous. So Why overall, good. Darius Slay. Hey, and <laughs> hey, we we can try it again. Um, but yeah, you can find me at socials. Uh, I like Twitter mainly. But um, that's where I usually rest my head with all the crazies. That's yeah. We live Same with the crazies here. on Twitter. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on. Merry Christmas. Have a safe holiday, and uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that P word doesn't come around for you. Hey, easy, easy. Yeah, right, thanks for having me on, the guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, Aiden. I guess it's my turn. Do I love this Philly personality? And the answer is yes. Yeah, this is how I feel every time that we have a Dallas personality on. No, Gail's great. I knew he would be just like one of the all-time just like great chill vibes to him. And just like you can kind of tell he's all-time good guy. Started by talking about just the work they were doing with charities. It's not like their tailgates aren't like, oh, 
we're all going to come and get shit faced in this parking lot. Like, no, this is like an extravaganza. And then just the dedication, um, really knowledgeable fan where it's like, all right, I hosted this huge tailgate for everybody. Then I went in the stadium. Then I went home and watched it back to see like what was going on on TV. So I have my points ready to go. when yep. I host my podcast. It's, it's like the a one type of fan. His face when he was like, Dr. Oz showed up. He was just like, yeah, he, I, I, that is exactly how I felt when I like saw the video. I was like, yeah. well, this is strange. <laughs> I, have you been seeing his commercials on TV? Yeah, like, I, I tried to get a picture because I could not believe uh, we don't even have to go down the ride. I just couldn't believe My it. wife was like, that was a joke, right? I'm like, nope, that's, that's a real ad. I don't even know what party he's running Republican. for. Uh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I want to talk about happy things, man. I don't, we're talking football. We're not going down this path. I don't want to hear about COVID. I don't want to hear about politics. We won, and we have the seventh seed on the line. That's all I'm talking about. Cowboys ten and four going for the division, baby. There you go. You have the division on the line on Sunday. We can make it. We will be the seventh seed with a win in the Vikings' loss. We don't have time for any doctors. I mean, we're we're going to be recording episode 100 heading into a Cowboys Eagles playoff game. That is that is literally the trajectory that I'm seeing. This was 96. How wild is that? 97 is would be would be week 16, 98. Oh, I think we'll be on 99 though. No, 96, 97. Might be 99. There's what? This week and then two weeks left. Well, yeah, there's 97, the, 98. So this is 96, 97, 98. When is the first playoff game? After the final week of the season. I know what weekend the fifteenth. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think that would be ninety nine. We might have to have an extra episode. I was about to say we also like do the game day reaction shows, so like we have well we can listen. Yeah. Anyone still? Anyone who's listening, just go with it. We're gonna call it hundred. All right. Yep. That's all. No one knows. <laughs> We don't even have a producer anymore. He doesn't show. He only shows up when he wants to now. So yeah, he works for Warren Sharp or something called the Ringer, um, right. some Ryan. small publication that I've never heard of. And yeah. then he was like interviewing Brett Musenberger. Yeah, I think he was, a diva. He was part of that John Maiden show on Fox that's coming out on Christmas. I don't know. It's it's something. It's something. So without further ado, we're gonna do our TikTok. Thank God the diva could be here today. Is he here? Him. I don't even know. Did he, yeah. Well, I cleared it with his agent and his intern before, but here uh, he is. Vince is here yeah, for TikTok I'm, tonight. I'm glad you guys could uh, settle negotiations with my team. Make make this happen tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. We paid 17 cents. <laughs> 17 yen. Yeah, probably less than 17 cents. <laughs> oh, God. All um, right. We're TikToking. Uh, shout out TikTok for taking our uh, TikTok down because uh, Aiden was just too mean to Joe Judge, too. That's my bad. I, I overdid it. I apologize. We'll probably lose now because I did that. That's me. That one's on me. I called him a loser like a lot of times. That's my bad. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I, I think I got cited for I don't even know what. But uh, yeah, that one's oh, on me. Hand up. Yeah, yep, yep. I, I can see that. So um, I'm going to stay away from that this week. And we have a pretty good topic that will allow me to stay away from that. Uh, so we're doing in the spirit of the Eagles potentially getting wild card spot. Let's talk some wild card teams. So we're talking power ranking the wild card teams in the NFL. Let's do it. Five down to one. Five Overall, down to one. NFC, AFC total together. Correct. NFC, AFC. Now, this kind of fluctuates because, you know, there's 
a lot of people who could win the division, but also end up the wild cards. Like I have an asterisk on one of mine, so we'll see. Um, you guys ready? Yep. All right. So at five, I have the Steelers. I cannot quit them. I cannot quit Mike Tomlin. Um, they've had uh, they had a big win over the Ravens, and then a big win over the Titans. They almost came back against the Vikings. I just can't quit the Steelers. All right. Five for me. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, that are on the list because, well, Mark Sanchez said it last night. No one wants to play this team when they are running the ball so well. But, yeah, I mean, defense and running game travel in the in December and in January, and uh, I don't want to see them getting hot. Uh, number five, I'm just going to get this one out of the way, not the Raiders. Um, <laughs> every other team that isn't them, I have at five. Any team that has a possible shot other than the Raiders, I have at five. <laughs> Oh, boy. I, right before we did this, real right before we did this, uh, DraftKings tweeted, uh, name an NFL team that's in the hunt but definitely making the playoffs. We'll start the Raiders. So make your bets somewhere else because DraftKings doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah, or they want you to bet the Raiders because then they'll take your money. Yeah, that's a real good point, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They're playing the long game on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, at four, and this one may need an asterisk, but I have the Rams. I think the Rams could end up winning this division. So I don't really know if they're like a wild card team in which place the 40 or the Cardinals would fall into their spot. So this is kind of more of the Cardinals and the Rams, but I have to say Rams right now. Uh, four for me, it's the Cleveland Browns. I know they lost this past week and now they're seven and seven kind of even further out of the game. But I mean, they have one of the best rosters in the entire league that defense is can just be phenomenal. Miles Garrett is an absolute freak. Baker Mayfield scares me at quarterback, but when he has a full chub in the backfield, I mean this this team could be a problem. Uh, four. I have the Eagles. Uh, Gay Birds. Uh, Gay, did you Gale's Delco accent was hilarious. Did you sit next to him? <laughs> um, I don't know. I something feels not right with this team, and. You know, like in 2017, something felt right. Every year after that, something felt wrong. And right now, something just feels not right. So I'm feeling a playoff, like squeak into the playoffs. I don't know if they'll do anything, but I think I think they have a shot to make the playoffs. We stepped up from wrong to not right. Mm-hmm. All right, at three, I have the Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. I just very much enjoy watching him play football. I know a lot has been made about the analytics and stuff like that, but that's a distraction as to how well they were able to move the ball. They went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. That looked like a playoff game, a playoff atmosphere. That could be a playoff rematch. Uh, three for me, I have the Chargers as well, our mutual team. Uh, Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league. They just – just need to figure out how to win games they need to win, like last week in Kansas City. If they can figure those little things out, um, you know, a field goal here instead of a fourth and seven here, maybe they'll win a couple games, sneak in the playoffs. Uh, three for me, I have the 49ers. Uh, I don't think anyone knows what this team is. I don't think they know what they are, but they're a good team somehow. And I don't think there's anything scarier than a team without a real identity that's winning games going into the playoffs. At two, I have the Colts. They are rounding into the form that we thought that they would be, where they have a great offensive line. Jonathan Taylor is fantastic. Carson Wentz, like, 
when he throws for 300 yards, but they lose, then it's like his fault. But then like when they win and he goes five for 12, then he, it's also his fault. Like you, at some point you're just going to have to recognize like he's somewhat good and the team around him is just better than it was last year. So now he looks better. So two, I have the Colts playing some of the best football in the league right now. Uh, two, I have the Colts as well. I think Jonathan Taylor Thomas has an actual real shot to win MVP this year. Their defense is tied for first with the Dallas Cowboys in takeaways this year. They fly around. Darius Leonard is an absolute menace. Um, and that that Lucas Oil Stadium was rocking the other day when um, when the Patriots were there. So if they get that, that crowd behind them as well, that blue-collar fan base, I mean, they could be a problem in the playoffs. Uh, number two, I have the Cardinals because I don't have faith in them to be one of the top teams in the league. I think they're they should qualify as a wild card spot, whether they win the division or not. I just I haven't liked this team all year. They just lost to the worst team in the NFL. I don't understand how. Uh, I, I just don't know how that happens. I, I had them in a, I had them in my safest parlay of the day. I'm just never gonna I'm never gonna forget it. I'm never gonna go forgive the Cardinals for this. I'm so upset. <laughs> they're just blacklisted after what yep, they've done forever forever <laughs> all right Kevin I'm about to debut my team that's not my team but it's really actually my team that I'm rooting for here the Atlanta Falcons no oh, they're my team that I would never root for under any circumstances team <laughs> all right at one I have the San Francisco 49ers they have become everything that we thought that they were going to be in the offseason where they had a few different running backs they could go to and lean on but then the season started they all got hurt Jimmy G hurt his calf. Kittle hurt his calf. Brandon Ayuk wasn't even playing. But now everything is rounded into what we thought they would be. Debo Samuel might be the most underrated and just dynamic player in the league, not just on their team. Kittle is back and is an absolute beast. They're running the ball well. Jimmy G's playing well. Ayuk's taking the next step. The defense is healthy. They look fantastic. This is a wild card team. They could, If they're sitting in the NFC Championship in a few weeks, not surprised. At one, I have the 49ers. At one, I have the Rams, 49ers, and Cardinals because two out of the three are going to be wildcard teams, and they're both unbelievable. All three of these teams have a real shot to make it to the Super Bowl, and one of them will be the division title winner. Take them out, put the other two at the top for the wildcards. So I have the Rams, the 49ers, and the Cardinals all at the top. Uh, number one, I have the Detroit Lions. Uh, after what they did last week, I think anything's possible. You cannot let math tell me that they cannot make, that they cannot make the playoffs. I won't sit right, here and just because they're just because they're mathematically eliminated. I'm not going to believe that there isn't a shot because they beat the best team in the NFL, the Cardinals. So that can happen. Literally anything can happen. I mean, Doctor Oz could run for Senate. You could help him with you could help him with political tips the way you just uh, put three teams at one. How about that? And covered all your bases. There you go. You get a job on the campaign. I think it, it just works because they're all in the same division. It does. And the, you know what's crazy about that division? Everybody has like a kryptonite. Yeah. Like the, the Niners always beat the Rams, but then like <laughs> don't the don't the Niners like always lose to the Seahawks? I, I'm messing up the, yeah, the connection, like, but there's yeah. like one everyone always beats somebody. Bigger more of a chance still in that division next year. Pete Carroll or Russell wasn't. I think they're both gone. I think this is it. And I think I would trade Russ just 
well, he's going to want to be traded, but also like you need first round picks. There's so many holes and that is his final gift to Seattle is like saving you from not having a first round pick this year. A scary, uh, scary for me. Watch for their next head coach would be Dan Quinn. I could see him going back to Seattle. I thought you were going to say Russell Wilson goes to the Giants and saves them, and then we have to deal with him, which would be the most Eagles luck. Oh, I could see. Oh, I I think Russell Wilson, if he goes anywhere, I think the Giants is the the New York Giants are a real, real threat because Sierra wants to be in New York too. Yep, which is just wild that because his wife wants to live in New York, I have to get tortured by Russell Wilson. (laughs) Uh, If he, if he looks anything like he's looked lately, he's washed, but I think that's just more of a finger thing. I don't know. Yeah. More of a finger thing. We will see. They didn't quite make the list on the wild card standings, but I'm excited. I'm in a great mood. All unlimited. Unbelievable. (laughs) All right. Do you got anything else? I am. I'm in such a great mood. I'm riding a wave. I hope I ride it right in the Cox. Hope you, Do you have anything right else? Cox. No. Okay. I hope everybody has a uh, a happy, happy, happy holiday season. Uh, Merry Christmas. We will see you uh, one more time before the new year. So can't pull the old see you next year. Um, we'll pull that next week. But yeah, hopefully the Cowboys beat the snot out of the Washington, whatever their names are. Can't wait to see all of the uh, Twitter sphere go nuts about the benches in AT&T Stadium. I'm sure that's going to be all over my timeline. So, uh, yeah, we'll see who's even playing in that game. Go Birds. The vibes are back. Merry Christmas. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds versus Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yeah. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Studio. is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is- the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.